0: blog talk radio good
1: evening and welcome to relationship wednesday i'm dr nefertiti noel and i'm darren noel and we are here tonight a week after thanksgiving two weeks of adam having an attitude of gratitude so we're excited to be back with you guys yes. we're hoping that everybody was was being able to be thankful for something right absolutely and so we're excited for that for everybody, and we are closing out the end of the year. We've literally got about four weeks left before the calendar year of 2013, good, bad, or ugly, is hard, gone.
0: Hard to believe it's 2013 mm-hmm. in the last month 2013 right now. Anisha, I'm already hard to believe, what it is, so we got to get ready, right? Absolutely. So a couple things for those of you all that have not
1: tuned in to us before. I'm a clinical therapist, and I work with individual couples, groups, organizations on building um, comfortable lives, peaceful lives for folks, bringing people to a balance in their lives and helping people move forward in their lives. So um, today's show is to give you some information on regrets, but some regrets are bigger than others and some people may need some additional support. So if you need some support like long-standing, call the office 630-428-2344 and schedule a with myself or one of the many great commissions we have on staff.
0: Right. My background is in corporate America, been there over 15 years. And here in the Wall Associates I do life coaching and career counseling, resume consults and mock interviews, things of that nature. Absolutely.
1: If you have questions, comments, concerns tonight, things you want to get off your chest, talk about on the air, our guest call in number is three two three six nine three three eight three five again three two three six nine three three eight three
0: five. Yep, love to hear you. Feel free to give us a call. Give us your comments. What do you think about having a life with no regrets?
1: Absolutely. So let me kind of kind of orient you guys to where I'm coming from with this. This is kind of the last four weeks as we discuss of the year. And people normally come in to see me, talk to me, call me, go on the web with me and say things like, Doctor Noel, I have these Um, goals I set out January first, 2013, and I had all these things I wanted to do. I didn't do them. And I'm regretful about maybe some things you did in relationships, some stuff that happened at work, some things you did with your kids, some stuff that happened with best friends. And the last four weeks of the year, people have this urgency to correct the changes that they made before, and they have this urgency to sort of um, produce something like, like 2013 has to amount to something, so we're going to take the next 30 days to make the amount to something. And I really want to talk to folks about how to take the pressure off from condemning yourself and how to live a life that that you're not full of regret, that you don't have to keep saying, I I regret that I didn't do this. Here's my bucket list. I'm going to jump from the moon. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it all in the next 32 days. Like I want you guys to be able to live a life where the pressure is not on to do to do those things,
0: but the urgency is on to live an authentic life. Absolutely. And you're not constantly looking back with, oh, I wish I had to, I took that job. I wish I did not take that job. I wish I married that person. I wish I didn't marry this person. Right. So you know, I right. wish uh, I wish I lost the weight. I wish I had some more muscle. I wish I was taller. I wish I was whatever the case may be. You know, some of, it, we'll some of that, but living in a moment, accepting who you are, okay, this is who I am, and we're going to move ahead. Absolutely. Take advantage of that. Absolutely. So –
1: one of the things we're going to do is orient you with, with 10 things that you can do to live a life of no regrets. And then I'm going to talk about how to move forward with a strategy
0: to have a life of no regrets. Yep. We're going to pull from an article on, from uh, www.markandangel.com. Again, www.markandangel.com. An article, again, is 10 ways to live life with no regrets. Okay? The first thing they list out is uh, where your truth talking about being who you are, okay? As long as you keep uh, being you, as long as you keep saying, staying true to yourself and your passions uh, that move you, whatever's moving you, it doesn't matter how many jobs you get. It doesn't uh, matter how many mistakes you make. It doesn't matter how many times you get pulled over. You have to do a U-turn. It just doesn't matter what matters is that you're living in your truth and you're being you, okay? This is the first thing that they're saying. Now, I'll, I'll say that from my standpoint, I can, I can respect the part. So You know what? Acknowledge who you are. This is who I am, and, and sticking to your principles and understanding who you are. Okay, but along with that, you do have to understand that there can be ramifications for being who you are. Some people are going to like that. Some people are not going to like that. Okay, and there are going to be ramifications. People giving you feedback, uh, verbally, emotionally, on who you're, who you say you are, and who you're standing on, and the the character that you're presenting. This is who I am. Not everybody's going to like that. Not everybody's going to support that. So you have to be prepared for that.
1: You know, one of the things I always say, or I say a lot in my clinical therapy sessions is, and even my leadership building with organizations is, being an adult means no one's coming to save you. Mm. That you make a set of decisions, no one's going to pay your bills, no one's going to wipe your fanny when you use the bathroom, no one's going to say, don't eat so much cake, don't eat too little cake, no one's going to say, hey, you know, you know, I'm sorry that you couldn't pay your car note, so here's a million dollars. When they do, when, when people do those kinds of stuff, when you see that on the Ellen show or the Oprah show, that's like a miracle happening. TV.
0: That's, that's, right, like,
1: that's not what's going to happen in right, most like people's lives. reality TV, Kevin.
0: Right. So
1: being an adult means you're going to make decisions, and you're going to live by the consequences of those decisions. And one of the ways to be authentic and wear your truth is to understand that your decisions belong to you no one may applaud them. No one may boo them either. Or you could get applauded or you could get booed. But no matter what happens, they're your decisions and you live with them.
0: Absolutely. That's
1: authenticity. So that's I'm going to eat a box of candy. I'm going to eat 1,000 ho-hos. I'm going to eat everything on the man. I'm going to gain weight and I'm going to deal with the consequences. See? Or I'm going to work out five times a day. I'm going to only eat protein and vegetables. I'm going to run a marathon a week and I'm going to live with the consequences of that. Good, bad, ugly, or or neutral, you
0: as an adult have to deal with the consequences of that behavior. Absolutely. That's authenticity. And that's the way, like I said, that's that's what adulthood is about. Part of it is a big, right? Mm -hmm. That's what's coming with that with being an adult.
1: And that's the way to be authentic. And if there's teenagers listening to this show, good news. Your consequences are still coming but you're still in the part of your life where you can develop the authentic you right. and somebody's possibly there to mentor you and say, hey, little Susie Snowflake, hey, little Billy Blue Pants, this is the right way to go or this is the wrong way to go. Right. As
0: a teenager, you have a, just to still figure out who exactly you are. You, you're in the comfort, hopefully the comfort of your parents' home, so you can, you know, dip your toe in the pool and say, this is who I am. Oh, that hurts. I don't like that. Let me go right back. To mom and dad, and they can kind of protect me and shield me from making that mistake. You know, that's not really who I am. They go a different direction. So you have that flexibility there. Hopefully, you have that flexibility there as you're a teenager. But as you get an adult, guess what? It's time now. You're supposed to have decided already who you are, and like I said, there's no one that comes in to come in and protect you and come save you. You know, you're going to have to have to deal with those ramifications of making that stand. What
1: is this? We we listened to a tape by Howard Kimasaki. What's his first name?
0: Uh, Robert.
1: Robert Kibitaki. Yes. And one of the comments he made is, protect me, protect me from my Kibitaki friends. Like he was <laughs> talking about, like, hey, I'm, I'm being bullied. This person's doing this. This person's doing that. But as an adult, you have to live in the truth that you, of the decisions that you make and deal with those consequences. And if you're doing that, you're going to have less and less regrets because you're going to say, you know what, hey, I made decision A. It was not maybe the best decision. It wasn't the worst decision, but it is what it is.
0: Right. As you're under, and as an adult, you should under hopefully un- understanding what those potential consequences for those decisions are. So you're not, well, I can't believe this is happening to me. You know, you're an adult now. You should understand the consequences of that decision. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're going to say, yes, I'm going to stand up for this. I'm going to, oh, no, I'm not going to stand up for that. Mm-hmm. You should be understanding those consequences. Absolutely. So the truth. The next one is, Take time before it's too late. Okay? So take time before it's late. You know, before you know, oh, I can't believe how much time has gone i We're talking about starting a new year. I can't believe the whole year has gone by already. Okay? So you need to take time to take, to my, from my standpoint of what's important to you, you need to take time to make sure you're doing it. If you've got a list of these are things that are important to me in my life, you need to make sure that's truly important to you. You need to take time and do those things. If it's important to you to attend your kids' soccer games or athletic events, then you need to put that in your calendar and, you know, I'm going to do it. You don't want to go to the next year's – you know, I never went to any of his stock again. I didn't go to any of her ballet or, recital, or, or music, musician uh, what, recitals, okay, sure. like she was doing. You know, you don't want to have a type of regret. If it's important to you and that's important to you, to be in your child's life, put that down in your calendar and do it, you know. And if it's not important to you, then just cross it off the list. You know what, this, whatever this is is really not that important to me. You know, hanging out with the guys every uh, Sunday afternoon to watch us a football game is fun, but it's really not that important to me. I've got all things to do. I'm going to cross it off both so that, you know, I'm not going to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And free up the time to do things that are important to you before it's too late and you can't go back.
1: You know, when I hear take time before it's too late, I, I translated to this in my, in my therapy and mentorship sessions with people. Make decisions based off what's urgent to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if hanging out with the fellows is urgent, do it. There may be consequences, right. but do that. If going to see a particular movie is urgent, do it. If, if it's like, you know, I've always wanted to go see a movie at midnight, do it. Because you may not get that opportunity again, and it's it's not worth it to say, I wish I had gotten, uh, you know, an iPod when they were first at or I wish I had gone to that concert when that person was at the peak of perfection because I really would have enjoyed it. Be able to say that there are some things that are important to me. Maybe it's cutting-edge technology. Maybe it's time with the children. Maybe it's planting a garden. Maybe it's I've always wanted to clown climb a mountain. I mean, whatever it is that you want to do, treat that with urgency and develop the
0: ability to do it no excuses. Absolutely. You know what? I may want to be in New York City at when school when they drop a ball for New Year's Eve. Always wanted to do that. Maybe that's what you want to do. Maybe you wanted to be at Thanksgiving Day parade, but whatever is up, uh, put it to the back burner. You know what? Mm -hmm. Next Thanksgiving, make their plan. I'm going to do it. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to push it off. So this means, let me say it like this, you've got to
1: do things that other people are not willing to do to get what you want. Yep. So that means, let's say you really do want to go to, to let's say, let's use Times Square as an example, because she's a New Yorker. So we always end up talking about New York. Oh yes. So um, you you want to go to Times Square, but you don't have the funds to do it, and you're deciding how to how to make that happen, and you're like, I, I don't want money to stop me. So maybe that means you give off, give up your daily coffee for yep. the next. Twenty some odd days, so that you can. Add those all together, five dollars a day for ten days is fifty days. Five dollars a day for twenty. I mean fifty dollars. Five dollars a day for twenty days is you know a hundred dollars. So being able to do the things it takes to get you where you want to go. Absolutely. To get you where you want to be. Don't be eighty and dye your hair platinum blonde when you could be doing it right now because it's a thing you want to do, and then maybe just sacrifice, possibly losing all your hair, like whatever it is that you want to do, make it, make it, unless it's illegal, right? Like, you know, you, yeah. ever, you want to go <laughs> slap about. your supervisor or something like that. That's, that's not what we're talking about doing. But if it's a dream of yours and it's doing good for you, then go
0: out and do that thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Number three, be the leader of your own journey, okay? there's far too many people who are capable who don't pursue their dreams and goals because they let their fears and all, all talking against them stop them, okay? They give up far too, too easily or too quickly. You know, they, because they want everything to be smooth and easy, okay? You've got to take control of your life, decide this is where I'm going to go. Okay, and guess what? It may be some challenges or difficulties in there, but I'm going to push through it. Uh, I'm going to focus on what I need to do and push through all the obstacles, go around them, over them, whatever the case may be. But I'm going to be the, the leader that I need to be to get where I need to go, okay? Absolutely. Pretty straightforward on that one. You know,
1: it may not be straightforward. Let me say what being the leader of your own journey looks like. I have, I mean, a lot of our friends have gone to college. Mm -hmm. And I've seen so many people come to college and their parents want them to be a rocket scientist. And they want to be a physician maybe. Mm -hmm. And parents say to them, Billy Blue Pants, Susie Snowflakes, I have been doing some research and I have found that – More money is done being a rocket scientist than being a cardiovascular surgeon, so we won't pay your college tuition if you don't do what we want you to do. Mm. I have seen that, like, I can't can't tell you how many times I have seen it. And so there's three kinds of people. The kind of people that say, okay, I'm going to do exactly what you want me to do because you're going to pay for my tuition, I'm going to get through school, and then, you know, I'll still have a happy life. That's one. There's a person that does what their parents want them to do, but they regret it all the way, and they end up being miserable. And then there's the third person that doesn't do anything at all. I've had so many friends drop out of college because decided to let someone else lead their journey. Mm. And not that mom and dad don't have a good plan. I'm not saying that your mom and dad don't have a good plan. I'm saying that you have to live with the consequences of choosing to do somebody else's plan.
0: Okay. Okay, I understand.
1: And there's a difference between a good life because a rocket scientist will have a good life. But if you choose to be a bread baker and that's the life you want, then that life could be great for you if you pursue it. That's
0: what your dream is. Because that's Absolutely. what your
1: dream is. Absolutely. And so the, so the three people i talked about, the fourth person is the person that does what they want to do. Hey, they say, Mom and Dad, I understand what you're saying. I, I understand how you don't want to pay for me to do, to do be to become a bread baker and go to culinary school, so I'm going to take out a law. Uh, I'm going to you get a second right, job. No I'm no. going to do it. Right. And I'm not saying this is the time to be rebellious, go out and learn how to pole dance. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm saying if you've got a dream and a goal, and it's so urgent to you that not doing it is going to make you become someone you don't want to become, you can't afford to not do it. You have to do it.
0: That's a good point.
1: Whatever that is.
0: That's being the leader of your journey. And, okay. and you know, that's really different, especially coming out from, from college, stuff like you, from high school, I used to go from college. You know, your, your path is, for, for most part, laid out for you, right? You know what classes you're going to take. Mm-hmm. You say you want to be an engineer. You say you want to be a doctor, nurse. You want to be an English major, whatever. It's kind of it's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. But once you leave college and now you're an adult, that path isn't always necessarily laid out for you. No. And that can be very challenging for people to so, say, you know, I really don't know what to do. Someone please tell me what I'm supposed to do. Correct. Really, like, just kind of go back to be my leader. Tell me what, right. what I'm supposed to do.
1: Right. And, and, and let me say this to a lot of people. When, when my, my husband's a few years older than me, but when I went to school, there was this thing where they would ask you, tell me what you want to be when you grow up.
0: Right.
1: And there were kids that wanted to be, you know, Dr. Gloria's Indian Chiefs. I mean, probably all the same things now that they did that they want to be now. Maybe computers weren't as big when I was a kid, but right. now they're uh, like. for Google. You
0: know, right. Now it was, uh, it's
1: a very different thing. But let me tell you something. I remember saying I want to do, I want to, I want to be a cardiovascular surgeon. I want to own my own business. I wanted to own my own TV show. I had to, all these things I wanted to do. And I'll never forget this. God told me that you can't do everything. You've got to pick something. And I was at this, um, I was like, you know, I made good grades in school. I was always at something that I considered to be important with the elite people. And if you can't do everything you want to do, you're going to have to pick something. And I remember arguing with him in front of a crowd. I can do everything I want to do, but maybe not at the same time. And I remember just screaming at him, him going, you'll see when well, you grow I thought I could do everything. I just remember him dumping like basically right, right. Basically, he was a loser. Basically he didn't do what he wanted to do. And so somehow he thought I
0: couldn't do what I wanted to do either. But he said, because I couldn't do what you can't do.
1: Correct. And for those of you that want to lead your own journey, let me say this. You may have 50 journeys in you. Mm, But, you know, one journey may be, hey, I'll do what my parents want me to do. The next journey may be, hey, I'm out here with this degree. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, so I've got to develop another journey. The next journey may be I've got 12 degrees because I didn't want to pay back school loans. That's kind of where I live. (laughs) Um, I didn't want to pay back school loans. What am I going to do with 12 degrees? You have to define your journey. There's no one always coming to tell you what to do, and if they are, you need to pursue them to do that. Absolutely. And then, let me say this, if you listen, like, you know, get a good job, get a good education, and then you'll, everything will be okay. If you listen to the journey that someone else set out for you and you don't like it, you can't blame them. No, you can't. You. That's another way that you that you secure your own journey. You go, hey, okay, I tried option A. It wasn't a great option. I got to redo. And some redos, let me tell you this, some redos may be, you're 45 years old. You got laid off from a career that you've been doing your whole life. You don't have a degree. The whole family's depending on you to eat. What's your transition plan? You still have to be the captain of your own journey.
0: You got to figure it out. You've got to
1: figure it out. So that's what we're talking about when we're saying be the leader of your own journey. And and sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes it takes five years to figure it out. Sometimes you have to be a starving artist. Sometimes you have to have 15 roommates to pay the bills. But if you're on a
0: journey, eventually you will get to a platform where you can excel. Oh, okay, good stuff, good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. The next one, number four, is talking about taking calculated risks. There's no excuse for being an amateur forever. You know, life is short. Learn to fly, take a shot, spread your wings, start now, okay? Now, that, from a corporate standpoint, I always say move on before you get too comfortable. You know, your job, everything's routine. There's no challenges on it. You've been there too long, okay? You want to move and move to the next challenge. Again, we're talking about from a corporate standpoint. Move to the next challenge, the next position, whatever the case may be, before you're too comfortable in that role. You don't want to get too stagnant where there's no, there's no spark in the day. You know, everything going to happen and, you know, you know there's no challenges. But, you know, you've been there too long. You're too comfortable. You should have left already.
1: All right. I have to give an anecdotal story. Sure. I have a – without giving exact names, I have a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend that was in college when I, when my, when I got to college. Okay. Well, actually, she was in college before me. Okay. I got to college, I graduated, she's still in college. She's changed majors maybe 5, 10, 12, 18 times. Right. Um, I graduated college, She changed majors again. I got another degree, She changed majors again. So we would laugh about it and go, me and friends and, and other folks, you don't want to be like girlfriend A who's in college forever. But one of the concerns she was having was, she did not know how to take a risk. College had become so comfortable for her mm. that it was safer to stay a forever seeking your bachelor's degree person than it was to ever leave and have to get a job of some sort.
0: Okay. Right? right. And
1: so sometimes we don't know how to take calculated risks because if you watch the news, they say uh, Americans have – so, such and such percent have MBAs, such and such percent have PhDs, and they're all unemployed, and they all work at Dunkin' Donuts. And they all, you know, right. when you hear that negative news, so you ask yourself, well, what's a calculated risk? Right. How how does one take a calculated risk? So, Darren, what's the answer? You, you work in corporate America. What's a calculated risk?
0: So if I'm, I'm leaving my job, you know, do I have the skills to succeed at this next position? i read the job description, okay? I could fit 85, 80 to 85% to 90% of that job description. I may not be 100, so it's going to be a little bit of a stretch for me, but guess what? I'm not at 50 or 40, okay, so I'm not going to, I, don't, I have, feel comfortable I can do it successfully. Take the risk. You know, it's a, it's a promotion opportunity. It's a, a different group of people. You're going to learn new things. It's a new industry. Hey, you know what? It's something fresh. It's, it's an opportunity for me to grow. I'm going to go ahead and take that risk. That's a calculated risk.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, let me ask this question. How does a man who's Forty years old, that's been working the same job for ten years, or in the same profession for fifteen years, take a calculated risk to leave, let's say, underwater scuba diving and go into management. How does? What does that calculated
0: risk take? Okay, Okay. one, you look at your, take a look at your finances when you're married or kids. Take a look at your finances. Talk to, talk to your wife. Is she supporting you taking, making this move to a different career? Okay. Look at is that career that you're going to. Is it a growth opportunity? You know, is this is industry you're going to switch? Is it going to be growing over the next, uh, mm-hmm. next five, ten years? Is it growing expanding? Or you know what? There's a lot to go out of business, That you know, you're making vinyl records and now CDs are out. You're in that kind of position. So figure out is that market that you're going to move into growing and it's going to be around for the next 10, 15 mm-hmm. years so you can have a career in it. Okay, mm-hmm. Do I have the skills to grow into that? Into that do I have the skills already, or do I need to go to school and develop those skills? You know mm-hmm. what? If my skills are, are, are reappliable. I, I have some skills over here. I can, I can reuse them in this new career that I want to move into. Or maybe, you know, not necessarily from my job background, but uh, I've, been, um, I've been on my housing development. I'm the president of my housing development. I've got leadership skills in there, that I can use those skills for this new role. So it may not be necessarily my job skills that i got there, but extracurricular activities and things of that nature, I can use those skills with the movement for that position. So kind of, again, balance it out and see do what, how much percentage of skills that the job requires do I have, okay? okay? So I would take a look at that. Look at your finances. Is your family supporting you? I would look at that. Okay. How much savings do I have? You know, if there is an issue, do I have enough savings to support me for a while if I am struggling, things of that nature? Is that, that's out there. So these are things that I would take, take a look okay. at. But, I mean, if these are all specific cases that you have. So if this is something that you're thinking about, I would, you know, this is just some general ideas that I'm throwing out here. But if you're in this uh, situation, I would definitely feel free to give a call in office so we can kind of go through the specifics of your specific uh, transition that you're looking to make,
1: okay? Mm-hmm. One of the keys to taking a calculated risk is not to do it by yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. You,
1: you up- always need a second set of ears to help you. And let me say this, not a second set of ears, with a person that's never took a risk before, Pookie Lolo that's like living with his mom still in the basement, like helping you make a calculated risk is not probably smart. Right. You want to seek out someone that has taken risks before, failed, and succeeded okay. so that you know which direction to go in. And so you can just hear, well, what was it like when you quit? Here's a risk that a lot of people don't want to take. You hate your job, but applying for another job and, and taking it is scary because you've heard there's drama everywhere. And if I leave here and get to another company, what if they lay me off? That's a calculated risk, right? Like, hey, I don't like it here. There's opportunities at place. Have you ever seen companies where two or three employees quit your company, they all end up working for company Green, Grass, other side, and then they take a 1,000 people with them? And, you know, that kind of a thing. Is that a calculated risk? Is that not a calculated risk? So figuring out a way to find someone that has predecessed you and done something similar
0: is a way to help you take a calculated risk. I also ask from a corporate standpoint, guess what? Guys in companies things are always changing. You know, you know, all the safety where I'm at, guess what? There's no safety where anybody's at. in terms of from a from a corporate standpoint. All only safety you have is your ability for, to perform. Okay? Mm-hmm. Is your company safe from doing layoffs? You don't know. You're not in the boardroom. Most people aren't in the boardroom with the decision being made. You know how many 400 to 500 companies that don't exist anymore. You know, I can't believe, mm-hmm. you know, like Woolworths. I can, it was staples and communities are mm-hmm. no longer resisting anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, big companies, IBM never laid off people in the history of the company. All of a sudden, now, they just laid off a couple hundred thousand people a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Things are always changing in corporations, you know. I've had people who work the companies where, you know, the, the CEOs stood in front of all the employees. Guess what? I'm not going to sell the company, you know. We're, gonna, we're in good financial situations. So within six months, the company was sold several plants got laid off, got closed down. There's, there's no guarantees from the corporate America standpoint, folks, okay? So just relying on, you know, I'm going to stay in my little nest. There is no such thing as a little nest out there. So a bit, is a calculated a risk? You know what? Do I like what I'm doing? Am I enjoying it? Okay, that may be the case. But am I ready for an opportunity? Am I ready to move on? Then great, then take that opportunity. Staying where you're at, is no guarantee there's any safety staying where you're at. Absolutely. So let's look at it from a different perspective
1: You've been dating a guy or a gal for maybe four years, and um, you've gotten really comfortable with them, right. and you want to be with them, right. um, but they're not necessarily, you know, you're not really happy with them. Right. And so you meet person one, you don't know what's the risk of me leaving this person and getting with a better person. That's another relationship. That's Absolutely. another risk that people have to take. You have to learn how to outweigh how to make a pro and cons list and move yourself forward based on what you see the pros of a relationship being and not just the cons of it. And that's another way to take a calculated risk. So, okay, I'm not happy with this person. Do I, A, break up and try to just find my person? Do I, B, start dating two people secretly and figure out which is the best one and whichever rises to the top, I'll keep that one. I, do I see stand in this relationship and never move on because I'm so comfortable in the one that I'm at? You know
0: what I mean? I, to me, I, I don't like to stay in college. It's not really, well, I know this person is not the person for me, but it's comfortable I'm going to stay there. Guess what? You could be missing out on the Mr. and Mrs. Right that, that's really out there for you. Absolutely. You know, from, that's from, from my standpoint. You know, if, 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 what you realize this person, and I wouldn't necessarily compare them to somebody else, you know, another person out there other than the per, your ideal person, what you, you want. If this person is not the person for you, it's time to move on. It's not fair to yourself. It's not fair to the other person once you know this person is not the wrong for me.
1: And let me say this. Sometimes calculated risk is about leaving a person, even if, if, if
0: they're not the right person for you, even if you don't have another person in your back pocket. Right, absolutely. Sometimes you just got to move on. Now, that being said, you know, if you guys both are agreeing, hey, you know what, we know we're not planning on getting married. We're just enjoying spending time together, going out on dates. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have friendship. We're not lying to each other. They're we're on a marriage path. Hey, we just enjoy each other's mm-hmm. company. And we're cool. With that. Hey, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: but and I've even had people say to me, "Hey, Doctor Noel, I'm married to this guy. I realize he's the wrong guy. Should I quit? Should I quit him? I fucking like quit We're quitting each other. Mm-hmm. So I divorce him? Move forward and 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 go with someone? I mean, those are questions that happen. True. And all of this is looking at calculated risk in a relationship and what to do. I mean, so I'm not going to answer that on air because I feel like that's a really deep
0: yeah, conversation to get
1: into. But people find themselves on any level. Um, you know, that's the spectrum of what's right and what's wrong to do in someone's life and looking at those risks. But we're kind of running out of time. So what are the yeah. other? I'm going to down to others. Work, work
0: with company. Uh, change your thoughts. Keep, your mind, keep the thoughts right. Uh, think that you can't have a positive attitude about things. Number seven, concentrate on being your best self. Let's focus on that a little bit. You know, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't take other people's goals. And you know what? You know, according to everybody else's standard, I should be this place in life, I should be that place in life. What do you have set for yourself, okay? That you take advantage of your own goals and be the best that you can be. I'll say that one. Uh, number eight, pay attention to life and why it's worth living. Okay, kind of be in the moment, okay? Don't necessarily focus on next year, two years down the road where you're not paying attention to what's going on right in front of you right now. Be in the moment. Enjoy what you're doing right now. Take advantage of that right now. Feel, smell, enjoy what's going on right now with you. Don't have your head in the clouds. From that standpoint,
1: you know, let me let me clarify this. When people, when I say be in the moment in my session, I don't mean be in the moment and don't think about the future. Mm-hmm. I mean if you're in a moment. So we have a three year old, and we went to the circus, and she had a good time. And she looked around, and before the circus was over, she said, "I want to come back to the circus." We we're like, "Well, wait a minute. Like, enjoy this now. You know, right, that right. kind of a thing." Kind of move to the rest
0: yeah, of it. Yeah, number nine, uh, share your love openly and honestly with those you love. You know, express to people that you love them. Tell them that you need them. So don't be shy about having important conversations. You can have hard conversations that you may need to have somebody, but if this, if you need to have them, have those conversations. Don't go on to the next year without having those important conversations that you need to. Those could be hard conversations. Uh, help me hey, I thank you. I love you. Or, I really don't appreciate what you did. You know, you really hurt my feelings. Don't shy away from those important conversations.
1: Let, let me add a nugget to that. Yes. If if it's worth it, I mean, sometimes a relationship or, or something may not be worth the conversation, meaning are you going to get – are you going to be planting a positive seed that can grow something? Mm. Are you going to get a kind of emotional reward from having the conversation? Yes. Sometimes you can end up – you cannot have a conversation even though you know, you know, it may be nice to have, but sometimes the other person – it doesn't give you the benefit.
0: Not going to give you on Right. Okay, great. last one is say goodbye so you can say hello. Sometimes it's time to let things go and just go ahead and move on. You know, that relationship, that job, it's just time for me to go, let it go, and try to move on to the next opportunity. There's another door opening. Absolutely. So we were supposed
1: to talk strategy, but we have run out of time to talk strategy. So yeah. next week I'm gonna, we're going to be able to have a conversation on how to set a strategy so that you don't have regrets.
0: Fantastic. Have a
1: fantastic week, folks. All right, have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye.